Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, conversations about impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose. Impact is where your unique best self meets the world and contributes to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Miraflor Toneato. Miraflor is the author of Money, Manifestation, and Miracles. As the CEO and founder of Power with Soul, she specializes in helping ambitious women entrepreneurs, professionals, and leaders to reach financial prosperity and success while fulfilling their social promise in the world. Welcome to the podcast, Miraflor. I'm so delighted you're here. Oh, I'm so delighted to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I I have to say I loved your book. I uh, I, I had a, a read through it, and uh, as I was sharing with you before we began, it's now bristling with little tabs of things that I want to remember and refer back to. So <laughs> that's it's, great. It's awesome. So tell me, what is it that drew you to? writing this book and and how does it fit in with your larger business because the audience for this podcast is mostly entrepreneurs and organizational leaders and we're all interested in so how does this tie in how does it connect with what you're doing on a bit from a business perspective yes uh so when i uh, i was inspired to write this book and because of the fact that um women are still an untapped power at this day and age and um, even though we're making great strides in so many areas, we're still behind uh, in terms of wage gap, um, in terms of influential uh, leadership roles in, in large corporations and politics and business income. And I really wanted to help change that current state of affairs for women because I mostly work with women entrepreneurs. And uh, in the course of doing uh, work with around life and business coaching with them, the conversation always turned to money at some point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, because, I mean, let's face it, we deal with money every single day, and especially in a business context. And I began to see uh, these patterns, whether it would um, help a woman move forward or feel like she was stuck with some self-doubt or self-confidence uh, confidence issues, and it really revolved around money. So I became so fascinated by this. And of course, me as well, I had these uh, feelings of um, uh, anxiety around money when I began my business too. And I had already been quite a successful uh, corporate executive. And even then, I still had these feelings. So I, I started to develop uh, programs and trainings around uh, things like helping women charge what they're worth, having uh, easy breezy money conversations with anybody, and even uh, you know saying your fees with such ease that you would just say whatever that fee is and then say pass the salt, please. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's that simple and. 
so I began to do that, but then I began to see more and more of it uh, as a pattern. And then I thought, you know what? It would be so helpful to write a book like this, not only to empower women financially, but also the fact of this recognition that when women are empowered with money, they become difference makers. It's in our DNA to pay forward our own successes and to um, give back and all of that. And we, we understand that when women succeed, we all succeed. And so I framed it within that context in the book. It's be, and, and the timing, as we were saying before the, the show started, it's just perfect, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, women are feeling more empowered, more bold, more willing to step up. And what a great opportunity to address this huge issue of money. Yes, I mean it's it's just such the perfect timing because of the fact of the whole feminine female uprising uh, that's happening across the globe, and so this is our time right now. And this book is here as a resource and guide and tools for women. And what I'm finding is that men who are also interviewing me, I'm having conversations with them, they're loving the practical tools of the book itself. Oh, that's great. And, which is amazing. And because I do say in the book that even though that has been, this has been written for women, men can find value in reading it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and as any great book is, it's about more than money. It's about empowerment and making a difference. And you you, you have this um, crazy statistic in the book that on average, women reinvest 90 cents of every dollar they earn to family education, health and nutrition, which that blew me away. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, despite what I know about women, you know, tending to more focus on giving than receiving, it still was a huge, a huge percentage. No, it is. I, I, when I was doing my research and I saw that as well, I was blown away by it as well. And this isn't only women in um, G8 countries or G7 countries. It's also women in developing nations. Mm-hmm. And which is even more impressive if you think about that now, um, because that is that as I found later on, as I was doing more work and got into this work in a deeper way, it is so much in our innate way of being as women. Hmm. Well, and and something you said too is uh, that most women-owned businesses do not generate more than $500,000. And I've gotten more involved in the startup community and men tend to look at, they're immediately looking at multi-million, if not billion dollar companies, whereas women tend to not do that. that, Have you found that too? Yes, I've really found that too. And, And actually one of the other reasons for this book is I came across that shocking statistic that Despite the fact that in the U.S., women-owned businesses generate $1.6 trillion, $1.6 trillion mm-hmm. in revenue, only 3.3% of them make over $500,000 yeah. and less than 2% over a million dollars. And so that really shocked me because of the fact that the gap of $500,000 to $1.6 trillion 
That's huge. It is. That is a big, big gap. And so that was also a telling um, sign. Um, I, I am feeling that, um, and we see, we're seeing the numbers and that uh, women are starting businesses and they, they could be, you know, smaller solopreneur types of uh, 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 businesses. And as well as the fact that, um, you know, they may not want to go that big, Sure. for instance, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that could be a personal preference. And then there's the other side of it where they feel uh, not as self-confident in going big in that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are the, the types of um, businesses and the, the women that are behind that, that I am really, really uh, loving to work with because there's, I've found that usually there's something around that, around money and, and um, how to scale their business in a, such a way that they feel really comfortable with it, that it reflects their, their personality, their way of being and their ultimate purpose and, and goals of what they want their business to be, right? And they want to make an impact at the same time. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that impact aspect is such a crucial one. And it's one that I feel so strongly about where it's not just about making a profit. It's about how can we bring something into the world to make it better. And I think women really resonate with that, that be, being difference makers really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have, you, have you found that too? Oh, I have. I have. And that's the whole, that's the whole notion. When I was thinking about it at the, at the crux of it all is that whole statement that when women are empowered with money, they become difference makers because at a certain point, once we have what we need to live our own quality life, the, the rest of it is, um, gravy in a way because we can help others we can uh do other things with that money and share it give it away and and that brings so much fulfillment mm -hmm. that brings so much joy and i'm not saying ursula i'm not saying that uh men don't feel the same way i'm i'm simply saying that with my understanding of women's relationships with money that paying it forward, giving back and being a difference maker really drives the, the uh, importance of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you use the term emotional currency for women, money being emotional currency. Is that part of that? Yes, yes. I've found that um, for, mo for women, money is not an isolated um, situation in that it's not linear. So for instance, for men, um, you know, money is to get you from point A to point B. But for women, the way we are in terms of uh, even through the female brain when I was studying that, the way we are is that we do not perceive money in isolation. For us, money is connected to emotions, to relationships, and meaning. So that's why money starts to become this emotional currency, because then it begins to reflect our sense of self-worth and our self-confidence. 
and any feelings of safety and security, which is so important for women. And this is why you'll see some women will stay, for instance, in relationships um, and or careers or and jobs that no longer serve them. But there is that security there, so they may opt to stay. Well, and that I think that's an important aspect. I mean, when you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the safety security aspect, and then building on that are other layers like community and making a contribution. But I, I tend to think of it as really all coming together, which is what you articulate so well in the book, that all of those things are operating all the time, at least those of us fortunate enough to be in a, in, in a, an economic climate where things are perhaps more possible or easier to access. Mm-hmm. Yes, they all are happening all at the same time. And we can actually view money from, from this body, mind, and soul situation, if you will, because of the fact that it's all interrelated. And this may sound funny at first, thinking that you have a relationship with money, uh, because money isn't even real, right? It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's an, it's an object. And at the same time, there's so much energy and perception and thought placed onto money. We think about it, you know, we figure out how we're going to handle it. It can o- preoccupy people's minds. And in that way, you end up having some sort of a relationship with it, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, And so it really happens and it's kind of, it flows in and out of our lives and throughout our lives. And uh, so that's, it's, it's a very interesting um, aspect of, of what we, the currency that we have here on earth has something to do with money, right? So we're always in interaction with it. You know, even if you have a lot of it or you don't have a lot of it, you're always in interaction with money. And so money is, um, is very much of uh, something that we all have a relationship uh, to. And so, you know, when I when I started to write this book, and um, really think about it, I really wanted to tie it from a holistic perspective, because uh, how we are with money is how we are in other areas of our life, because money is simply a mirror to what else is happening. And what I mean by that is, for instance, if, um, for instance, if a, a woman is feeling uh, not co- self-confident in having money conversations with a bank, for a- instance, that's, you know, one example, then it'll, it's interesting to, to see where else she might be holding herself back in her life. Could she be holding herself back in her business in some way? Could she be holding herself back in her relationships or with her significant other? And so, you know, it's very, very interesting to look at it from that perspective. Hmm. Well, that really speaks again to that interconnectedness of, of every aspect as well that you talk about in the book. There's, there's something very striking about the book and you, you don't shy away from this. You plunge right into it. It's a very spiritual book. Yes, it is a spiritual book. And, and if you're looking at actually anybody who's listening to us and is looking at either the website or the actually have the book in hand, the, the cover of the book, 
um, people have been talking about it actually. There is like this flower that's made out of money, but right. it has it has this kind of energetic um, aspect to it where it, it kind of shines. And somebody had mentioned that to me saying, this book feels really and looks very spiritual. <laughs> and, and it actually is because I say in the book as well is that money is part of your spiritual purpose. And that may that may kind of sound funny at first to people. And that's that just means that for for the purpose that you have here on earth, whatever that is, it usually will require money to fulfill that mission and that purpose. Mm-hmm. And so let's not shy away from that. Let us um, use it. And if we can use money to be a force for good, I mean, imagine just how much more peace, more harmony, and how much more meaning that we can give to others and also receive in return. And uh, don't forget, Mother Teresa also said that it takes a checkbook to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was very struck by what you just said and uh and the and the quote also but just the fact that one of the things you say in the book uh you're referring to what you call social promise which i thought was a great phrase for talking about the impact that you could have but you say in the book let your prosperity reflect the good you contribute to the world and i i don't really know of anyone who's linked them so closely and i, I that's a very powerful message Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yes, that is exactly it. Let your prosperity reflect the good you contribute to the world. And even saying that has such a beautiful energy to it uh, because of the fact that where this comes from. So social promise is a term that I use to create social impact. And I talk about social promise as um, doing good while doing well in your business and in your life. And that comes from my background. My background in um, corporate was in public service, actually, here in Canada. I um, was involved in many, many social policies and and public policy and social impact initiatives around um, Canada. And, you know, for instance, the first legislation for people with disabilities, human rights issues, issues related to to women, children, families and communities and bettering their world. And I saw firsthand that kind of impact that could make. And so naturally, uh, that that is the way I believe in my perception uh, in the world is that if we can link money to to good and service uh, and contribution, that holistically together, how much more um, the energy of positivity and the energy of goodness that we can create together. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it all came together. And I love that you've isolated that because um, many people will choose different uh, quotes that uh, <laughs> that they that resonate for them. But I love that you've chosen that because that's one of my favorite. Well, and I think it really speaks to that topic of impact. I mean, what's the point of having impact if it's not for the greater good is my perspective on it. And I think that 
we can have so much more impact when we have each other in mind rather than it being an isolated uh, kind of self-focused or even just your business-focused kind of profit perspective. If we have all of us in mind, um, that has an extraordinary impact. So Yes, um, yes. And I talk also about the in the book about how we can use money really from a a win-win situation for all. If it can serve everybody for the highest good, I mean that just it just creates so much so much potential for for other things, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, on this uh, was something that struck me about the title. I thought you were quite brave to. Um, put money manifestation and miracles in the title because it it automatically uh, creates an impression about your book that is not obviously going to appeal to everyone. And of course, that's true of every title that you choose. But I was intrigued by your choice of the word miracles. And then in the book, you talk about action in miracles. And I love that because I think vision is amazing it's essential, it's important, but until you start putting things into action, you, you will have no impact. And yes. So tell, tell, tell me, tell us about why you chose that word miracles and what that means to you. Well, first of all, you know, it's the funny thing about this, that the title, The Money Manifestation and Miracles, came from a divine download during a meditation. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to honor that. Very and at the same time, all these years, if you think about it, right, people have written so much about money. People have write, written so much about manifesting, but nobody ever put those three words together, money, manifestation, and miracles. And um, and it, so, therefore, it was my book to write, to, to put that in. But what I talk about in the book in terms of miracles, I really talk about it from the taking intentional actions that can create extraordinary results. So in the book, I talk about miracles as extraordinary results because um, what I mean by being in alignment is there is no question that when you are in alignment with your highest intention, your highest purpose, and your best self, and you take that intentional action from that place, then extraordinary results as in miracles can occur, right? And so I, I love I love the fact that it has to be grounded in in action because one cannot wish and want something and sit there and do nothing else to make it happen. You know, we live in a physical universe, so we have to be able to co-create with the universal energy. Well, I I believe that's absolutely true. And you you talk about the law of attraction in the book as a way of explaining that there's some misperception around that, that it's not, I joke that you, you don't sit in your barca lounger and wait for things to come to you. You have to take action that is consistent with the impact you want to see. And uh, yeah, I mean, you, you address that really well in the book. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, and I also talk about the fact that uh, it uh, poor law of attraction in a way because it gets this bad rap. It does. It's <laughs> you a know, misperception. Yeah, it is a misperception, and that it's and and you know some people as as you were talking about, you do have to take action, right? And sometimes it's um, and you have to be so 
aligned with what that action is. And I always say to people, be awake to your good. Mm. Because when you are in the process of trying to manifest what it is that you desire, you have to be ready to act to receive what it is that you're asking for. Um, So if you're not awake to that and you never did anything and you didn't get any response from the universe, uh, which you did probably, but you didn't bother to to think about it. You didn't it. notice, yeah. You didn't notice, and it passes you by, right? And so, um, you know, that that's one of the things in, in the book. I mean, there's so many tools and strategies of ways that one can really start to, to uh, build their muscle, if you will. Mm. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, 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 that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm really interested in how the, the, I mean, the book is obviously reflecting you and your values and beliefs. And it's, it's my belief that people have impact through the things that they value because we end up acting out of that, whether or not we are conscious about it. And so it's so valuable to know what you, what you hold as important to know what, what you value so that you can then consciously act out of that and have even more impact. Do you, are there particular things that you hold as important values like integrity and authenticity, that sort of thing? Are there particular ones that come to mind? Yeah. um, In addition to those, I would have to say that I really value freedom, uh, which is, you know, um, I think one of the things for all of us as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we do value freedom and, and, and the kind of lifestyle that we can create around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I all really also value um, generosity. I, I really um, think about the fact that, um, you know, kindness matters still today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, they can really... Uh, expand your life by just being kind. And gratitude is another thing that I really value um, as well. And if, you know, this book is really infused with gratitude Mm -hmm. in in that, and you can feel it jumping off of the pages. And it was written in that uh, frame of mind. And it took me, you know, my, um, my 20 years to, you know, kind of meander through my life journey and taking all these pieces and these nuggets and then being able to now put it together and share it in gratitude with others and with the world so that it can impact and change many lives for the better. Hmm. And so that has all been done through the sense of, of gratitude because of the fact that, you know, when, when one is in a position that, you know, you've accepted the responsibility that you are here for a mission and for a purpose. And when you accept that responsibility and you generate um, success and wealth and prosperity and abundance, that is, um, there's responsibility connected to it in that you you don't get that for doing nothing else. 
you know? And so I'm very, very conscious of that. Um, and so everything that I do has a win-win situation in mind. And I'm always thinking about if, if anybody really wants to be successful, one of the key secrets is to help others be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's that great, um, is it Jim Rohn quote that you, you become, you become successful through helping others, that it's, you yes. help other people be successful and that's how you become successful. So yeah, that's a great, that's a great yeah, truth. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And really this whole thing, this whole aspect of the book is the fact that, um, Money can sometimes be and uh, have be an inner conflict. People fear, feel some sort of inner conflict around money, whether it be women or men. And this book it tries to demystify that and gives you the step by step guide tools, not only to transform your life financially, but also emotionally and spiritually. And when you're able to do that then you can really become unstoppable in making your impact. Well, and you talk about that in the book. You talk about sabotage and how women can really put barriers in their own way or have barriers that um, they carry with them. Can you speak a little bit about that and how how the book helps people move through that? Yes. So I talk um, about the the different ways that uh, women can sabotage themselves. And, and some of the, the more popular ways are, uh, can include under earning, even though, you know, they've got such great skills, and they're so gifted and talented. There's um, undercharging, uh, the good old over delivering, you know, <laughs> um, and um, and also undervaluing. Either it's their time or or what their their gifts and their talents and and what they're offering. Like for instance, yesterday I had a, a conversation with this brilliant woman, uh, highly educated, highly skilled, and she was thinking. Um, sometimes when I meet people, I kind of feel sorry for them and think they might not have, um, you know, they might not have money to pay for my fees. So I say my fees and then I say to them, but for you, I'm going to give you a discount. (laughs) (laughs) And then we were, she ended up kind of laughing about it because of the fact that they didn't ask for one. Um, you know, so that was really interesting. And then there's also another way is, uh, what I call squishy boundaries for women. And this is um, squishy boundaries is that like having trouble saying no. Um, and, it, you know, their no's become yeses and then they end up um, feeling some sort of resentment after the fact. Right. It's because they didn't really um, speak up about what it is that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So. And then, of course, we talked about it a little bit earlier about the fact that, you know, um, women could also have uh, feel some sort of uh, anxiety around having money conversations or, um, you know, with somebody at the bank and so forth. And, um, and even feelings of I've had people say things to me like, Oh, I have a love hate relationship with money, or I have it's a feast and famine situation, or money comes in and money goes out as quickly as it comes in, all these kinds of patterns. And, um, and, the good news, though, is that in the book, I cover all of these specific aspects, and then I provide a step-by-step guide 
on how to become more empowered with money. And therefore, when you become more empowered with money, you can become more empowered in your life. Absolutely. And I mean, you speak so knowledgeably about those things. And I, I, of course, you work with clients on that too. But is there a situation that you can think of where you used to have an issue in that in the realm of money that you've been able to move through? I always think it's helpful to hear. Yeah, yes, I did not have the smooth, uninterrupted path of to success. It's really everyone has has things they deal with along the way. Oh, yes, of course. And I'm, you know, um, I'm reminded by that statement, we teach best what we most need to learn, you know. (laughs) And so I've been there too. I mean, in my early 20s, I was uh, found myself in in a very uh, challenging marriage. And I left a marriage with a a small baby. And um, I, we lived uh, from paycheck to paycheck, and I was very um, anxious about money in those early years. And um, I really had to uh, figure out how to uh, survive in a way, if you think about that. And um, I, I really um, learned about money. I re- learned about harmonizing my own relationship with money. And I remember even in those early years thinking that if I ever had an opportunity to help empower women around money, I would do it. And I remember, you know, then I went on, I reinvented my life. I went on to become um, highly uh, successful in, in um, corporate and um, in life. And uh, I remember it started again when I became an entrepreneur and I started to work more closely with women and these topics kept coming up and I thought, you know what, now the time is right. Now I, I can give back all those years when I thought if I was ever in a position to do so, I would do it now. Mm. Yeah, I love that, that there's, the, there's that reflected in your own work of giving back, of contributing in some way that is really yeah. empowering other women, which is fantastic. Yes. One of the things that um, I've I've spoken to most of my guests about, because I think this is so valuable for people to know, how do you ensure, as you're doing this work, I mean, you're clearly passionate about it. You're clearly Mm -hmm. doing a lot around it. I know how much is involved in writing a book. I'm I'm finishing up one of my own, so I know what's involved there. And, And I've seen how much you've done around interviews and all of that. How do you take care of yourself even as you're making this contribution? It's it's an issue that women deal with on an ongoing basis, I think. Most women uh, tend to, we tend to kind of overlook ourselves a little bit in favor of, of the contributing part even. Yes. No, you know what? Very true and great question. Because uh, in the book, I even talk about we really, as women, need to replenish ourselves first and and think of it as being self-fulfilled rather than being selfish. And um, and so for me, what I do is I do my favorite things. I do my, my meditation, my yoga. I go to the spa. I do a lot of things that give me a lot of joy. And, uh, and, and it could be really simple things like walking with my dog in nature, you know, Mm -hmm. and I find time, I make time because I used to be in a situation where I didn't do that. And I burnt out. I absolutely burnt out. And I remember, um, 
you know, ending up having to take a uh, a leave of absence and then laying in bed going, why, why did I do all that? What for, <laughs> right? right? And so for me, that was a total um, uh, turnaround too for me because um, I know what it feels like to over deliver exactly, and that's what what it led to. Mm. Well. Miraflora, the, the way that I, I wrap up these interviews is by doing a, a rapid round of three questions. So are you, are you game? I am game. <laughs> <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. Okay. The first one is what's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? The biggest thing I've learned about having impact is really how fulfilling it is. Uh, people will, uh, you know, they're very grateful. Everybody's really grateful. And for me, I, I do it because it brings me also so much pleasure. It makes my soul sing. <laughs> I love that. The second question is, what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? It's um, the uh, a sunny disposition and optimism. Uh, I have... I have uh, been, that is the way I think um, anyways, but it has worked so well for me because I always know that if it's for my highest good, everything is going to be, um, it's going to come together when it needs to come together. So I'm always optimistic. I love that. I share that perspective. And I, I was listening to an interview just yesterday where the, the speaker was talking about, well, you know, not everything turns out for the best. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what, is, what a sad way of looking at the world. So I, yeah. I love your perspective. So the, the third question is, what's one piece of advice that you would give to another entrepreneur who's saying, I want to have impact. I want to make a difference. What would you say to them? I would uh, say to them is um, to, to get started whatever that is for them, because um, there is no better time than now when you have this clarity and realization that you want to make a bigger difference than you're already making, you can start to put it in action. You can start to plan it and really get in touch with, um, with yourself and, and what that means in your, the biggest, the bigger purpose and bigger mission that you have in life and how you can dovetail the two together. Mm, that's great. Well, I love that connection between the two. Um, and yes. I, I, Miraflora, I want to thank you so much for sharing what you have today for your book and for what you've shared about taking intentional action, getting extraordinary results, being able to contribute, being a difference maker, and really having self-fulfillment to come along with that as a, as an, an, an aspect that's so powerful for for women and for for all of us. So thank you for being here today and sharing that. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I love that we made this connection and that we're reaching so many souls around the world. Oh, me too. And I, uh, I if people want to get in touch with you, what's what's the best way for them to reach you? So they can go directly to my website at maryflor.co. That's M-E-R-I-F-L-O-R dot C-O. And they can also go to the book website at moneymanifestationandmiracles.com. And when you're there, you can download a free audio on the power of practicing gratitude.
And you describe this wonderful gratitude practice in the book, too, that I've actually been doing since I read it. I've, I've always done gratitude practices, but this one around money, I'll let, I'll let people discover it in the book. Yeah. But it's, it's quite, yeah. quite an extraordinary practice. So yes. Yeah. I love it too. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> that's great. So, um, that's great. And, and your book's available on Amazon and, and other outlets as well, right? Yes. Barnes and Noble. Um, and all there's links in my, um, on the book website at moneymanifestationandmiracles.com. And so it's widely available uh, both in, in bookstores and online. Wonderful. Well, Mayor Flora, thank you so much for being here and for the work you're doing in the world. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we made this connection. Me too. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.